Hello and welcome to Frostside Chat, our weekly live stream post-session discussion where we talk about what just happened during D&D. This is the chat for session 12. If you've not watched that session yet, please go do that now because there will be spoilers. I am your Dungeon Master, Eric, and joining me, uh, Robin's player, Chris. Hello. Raymond's player, Edmund, floating around as per usual. Uh, this is a later-than-usual start, because we had a later-than-usual start for our session, and went a little bit later for our session, so please bear with us. I'm still frazzled over having to run so many character sheets and things. This is... Combat is not necessarily have... my forte. How many did you have total? So we Five, had... Four? Five? With the regular, four. Yeah, regular Dwerger, the Dwerger Mindmaster, Human Sports Servants, and then, I guess technically that Quagget Sports Servant I never yeah. used, so... Yeah, I guess it's just three, eventually. Yeah. yeah. So, as written in the book, that is a giant empty room, and the cells do have the spore servants inside, and I believe it is written that uh, they they do that thing where they they pull a lever and release everybody. I think. Mm. Let's see, 07. Uh, each of the five cells. Let's see. Uh, oh no, it just says the spore servants emerge from their cells to attack intruders who enter the room. So they just do it on their own. Okay. The cells are open already. Uh, I guess. There's some inconsistencies in the writing there. Uh, yeah, it doesn't actually mention. Well, no, because it specifically says they have just that that barred opening northeast corner. Some of the ones in the three cells on the west wall are empty at present. Each of the five cells holds one prisoner. Oh, uh, maybe I maybe I added that part then. Yeah, maybe they're just like cells, like actual like bars. Then, so anyway, this was the only thing that mentioned the whole spore servant thing. So I read this, and I explored this a lot more. Because so I thought, okay, this, this can be the thing that this guy is doing, and, like, the thing that makes this area more interesting than just a half a dozen Dwerger in this, in, in this overly large facility. Yeah. Is they are kidnapping people, turning them to spore servants, and they're doing that here in this outpost. So that means they have a way to do it. So that means I'm going to put a whole bunch of their, like, They've got these mushrooms that they're cultivating and then using those to, A, make like... Oh, wait, so, so even the mushrooms in the room weren't part of the thing? I thought that was like built into the map. No, sir, I did all of that. Oh, interesting. Those are all roll 20 assets. <laughs> That's, I mean, good job, because I Thank legit you. thought that that was just part of the map. I was like, oh, it's like just, you know, the green, like, you know, fungal stuff all over the place. That makes me feel good, but no, it, it is not at all part of the map. That was, it was completely it added. It was seamless. Yeah. <laughs> I try to make it look pretty good. Um, yeah, it was just a completely empty room, and the only thing that happens is, yeah, the sports servants come out and attack. So I changed, I changed a lot of that to make it, and, and there were only, I believe, two Dwerger who are in the other room, and then I added the third one, and then eventually I replaced it with that Dwerger Mindmaster. So I was like, all right, I want kind of another mini-boss in here to take charge of things and have some kind of just something different instead of chucking javelins or something. Yeah. What I didn't quite realize is how much damage this Dwerger Mindmaster can do. Um, 
Right. Compared to a normal Dwerger. Like, they've got that. I looked at that awesome Mind Master. I was like, this is such a cool ability. I'm obviously going to use it on Frey as much as I can and use her to attack people <laughs> or use her to walk into the mushrooms. So, the other thing is I, I did is I made this entire room an environmental hazard where if you had to walk through it, you had to make the acrobatics check. And if you fail it, then that triggers a, essentially a custom D4 table that I made uh, for this room, which I can go ahead and tell you what it is since we're out of there. Um, we saw two of them. Well, no, we saw, we, we saw two of them, but one of them failed. So the, we only really saw one of them actually happen. Right. So obviously, if you roll a one, that's what I consider to be the worst one, which it was, which was I used the Violet Fungus stat block, which literally says this thing attacks 1d4 times. It only has a plus two to hit, but deals 1d8 necrotic damage. Yeah. And it just happened that uh, it, it worked. It, it hit quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you roll a two, it's pretty much the exact same thing as the Caustic Spores that Nildar used. On all of you, which is it's a radius. Everybody has to make a deck save, and you can take continual acid damage. Okay. Number three yeah. is just a single shot. If you fail a con save, you're poisoned for one minute. Although you can repeat the save, oh. so disadvantage on stuff. That kind of sucks. Yeah. And then number four, I thought, okay, it'd be fun to have one that wasn't bad. You know, because they're mushrooms, like everywhere. Yeah. And one of the things that Myconids can do with their mushrooms is they release these spores, which then allow uh, the other characters to speak telepathically with them. So I thought, okay, if you roll a four, then suddenly your mind, oh, and it's like a radius, your mind opens up to each other and you can all communicate telepathically for an hour. <laughs> That's fun. So yeah. even oh. if you fail, I can actually have a 25% chance of actually not having anything bad happen. Right. But instead, most people made their acrobatics checks like crazy. Yeah. Like that initial thing from Celeste scared the party. Obviously, what I should have done, I was kicking myself so hard for doing this. I think I pulled the trigger too soon. Because only Celeste was in there, and she was like, all right, I'm going to come in here and rescue the person and do all this. And I'm like, i got to pull the trap now. But unfortunately, the party is being so smart about not coming into this fucking room. The only one you could have waited on was Frey. Frey, Because Heather was talking about going into the room when you pulled the trap. Yeah. But all the rest of us were were not going to go in there until we saw the results. And I was so so worried whenever you guys said, okay, we're going to back out. We're just going to close the door and leave this room. I'm just like, oh, fuck. What do I do for that? Like that just causes. Well, that's, that's that's what the prisoners for, right? Like we we still we're still there to rescue yes, people. So true. You are still there to rescue people. Yes. Uh, which put me in a unique situation because you guys had to rescue. You rescued the one effectively, and then you backed out. Yeah. You know, I still allowed you know everything, and you guys stayed in the doorway and instead basically created a kill box, which was incredibly effective. Which is yeah, that's kind of that's what I was saying initially. Is that I just I just didn't want us all to run into the the, the mushroom room, and, right? And have like a big spread out fight. Which was smart because yeah, mushrooms. you saw as soon as you start moving around, like oh, this can this tri- like any kind of movement triggers basically that acrobatics check. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you guys want to look, I can put you back on there. Yeah, I like to move around. But you got you guys played it really smart. Um. You you put down that freaking grease trap, and grease is so good against enemies that aren't smart enough to avoid it. And these yeah. things are they they they're technically, you know, basically controlled by, um, the Dwergar, but they're not really smart enough to avoid something like that. And they all just fell yeah. in the grease and just that, that was good, yeah. Ended up just kind of stopping their movement and giving you guys advantage on all of them. They only have um, like bandit hit points. There's like anywhere from eight to sixteen. So, and they're pretty squishy. Uh, but that Quaggoth had three times as much hit points. Well, maybe twice. He had 36. And he had multi-attack. Oh. 
Like, he was supposed to be, like, this bigger, scarier version. I thought, I'm going to throw one in there because the Dwarger, maybe they got one of those in the Underdark and, and got him with Fungus and unleashed him. And it's funny because I thought he would be the scarier threat. It ended up being the Dwarger Mind Master was the scarier threat by far because you guys took out that freaking Quagath like nobody's business. Just who we, were, who we were able to focus. Yes. Yeah, and the whole plan with the Mind Master, which I totally cheated on his hit points because it was getting late and I was like, the... the the climax of this fight has ended. Oh right! Once was we were just up the stairs. Like we could have yeah. just been hacking I, at them all. Day I frankly, long. I should, been... I should have ended that a round earlier. Like when I realized, like you guys were all just chasing after Frey, and especially when he, uh, I was struggling with that because he's like, all right, I'm gonna come back and try to attack Frey, and then he'll miss, and then Frey will attack, but he fucking hit and downed Frey, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> no, I've added, I've added ten minutes to this fight. Yeah, I've added Shit. ten minutes to this fight. <laughs> like, god damn it. And initially I thought, okay, I know Heather wants the kill, but initiative-wise, if I don't let Thimbleweed get the kill right now, that fucking Mindmaster is going to go again. Yeah. And, like, it, it could be potentially, yep. like, just awful from there, so. Yeah. Just let him down. <laughs> uh, although it was pretty close. Like, he, I, I, he had good hit points, and I rolled really well for his hit points when I rolled it. And only later did I realize he's a CR2 compared to the average Dwerger, which is a CR1. So he's oh, okay. quite a bit more powerful. And yeah. I purposely gimped him. It says he can actually use his melee attack and his mind mastery together. Oh. So he has wow. he has fucking yeah. multi-attack. He could have stabbed with that dagger twice in a turn. Then done the mind thing. Or or stabbed and done a mind thing. Ah. Uh. And I made sure he only got one. Like once he started doing that to you, I was like, he needs to only do like one thing a turn, or he's just gonna go yeah. real sour real fast. Uh, so yeah, because I so I the spore servants were the same, except I replaced one with a Quaggeth, which you guys took out, and then I added a third Dwergar, but it was a Mind Master Dwergar, and then I added this entire environment of mushrooms that you guys had to roll acrobatics checks to get through. All of that was new stuff that I changed. Okay. And I, I knew going into it, it was like, this is going to be a big fight. But, you know, it's just kind of the way this dungeon ended up playing out is we had basically one big fight to the north, which really wasn't that big. It was the, like two Dwerger and an Ogre zombie. And then this one big mm -hmm. fight to the south. Instead of being like a room-to-room -room thing, you instead he basically yeah. alerted multiple rooms together, which is kind of what this was. Yeah, um, which, I mean, it's probably how we had to kind of, how it had to play out in the end anyway. I, I don't think there was going to be a whole lot of once we alerted everybody, there was going to be a whole lot of, you know, going room to room at that point. Yeah. And Brandon, yeah, I also mess up big combats all the time. I'm sure I forgot a lot of stuff. Um, Dwergar's oh supposed, uh, supposed to have spell resistance. I'm sure I forgot that several times. I can't believe I remembered that Freya's disadvantage because uh, for her concussion <laughs> that randomly after like two saves there. I'm sure we forgot uh, about yeah. the mushroom movement at some point. Like there was all with the grease, like there was so many different rules coming up. Yeah. This is not a video game where I've got reminders popping up all the time. This is just me and the players like trying to remember things and yep. yeah, a lot of, and I'm sure people listening and watching are saying, "Oh, what about this?" Like, yeah, we just legit forgot. <laughs> I don't I don't I I would challenge anyone to present me with a DM that in in any combat scenario can remember every single rule that every player on the board There are probably some that are far better and do a better job of note taking, like if they have like sticky notes up that say like, hey, remember this, remember that, but if you've got like four four creatures on the board, yeah. you know, three of them have reaction abilities and two of them have like you know it, it's it 
yeah. don't know. You're, you're trying to play everybody tactically sound, but also making sure it's still fun for the players and trying to gauge Also, you're not, trying to you're not trying to drag down the, the session with you reading the sheets every two minutes, it, Yes, too. exactly. Like, you do not like, want to sit there and be like, okay, what do I do? And like every yeah. time I pause and have to think about something, I immediately like start sweating where it's like, I just got to do something. <laughs> I want to get back to the players as soon as possible. Which... I, when, I don't know. I don't know about you, Eric. But when, I, when I try to when I, when I have combats with uh, a spellcaster, like actual like spells and spell slots, I will write down. Okay, first round, here's a spell they're gonna cast. Second yeah. round, this is the spell they're gonna cast. Because I don't, I can't read all that shit during a combat. There's yeah. no way for me to make that decision. Yeah, that's spellcasters are awful for that reason. Like if they have big spell lists, you're like, okay, what are the three spells this guy's gonna yeah, cast? They want he's not to get out immediately. Yeah, more than that yeah. many rounds. Yep, exactly. Which I like that mind master. He doesn't actually have spells. It just has that like mind master ability that he does. And like perfect. That, like, yeah, just do yeah. that all the time. Perfect. Yeah, it is good. And then do his terribly damaging. That's such a big damage attack. And I knew as soon as I crit and I saw that, I was like, oh god, he's gonna roll so much extra dice. Oh, if it had just been the physical, that would have been fine. It was the fuck on me. It was like fifty. It was physical, which was like eleven. Right. And fifteen psychic. It's because. Holy shit! It does it does one d four plus three piercing damage, which is just the dagger, and then three d six psychic damage. But on a crit, all of those dice get rolled again. Yeah. So I was like, oh fuck, that's a lot of damage. Yep. <laughs> it it re yeah and that was that crazy. Twice. So, so like on the one hand, my... I I overturned the comment a little bit. On the other hand, obviously I didn't expect him to get his crit on his most yeah. the most powerful like most painful thing I could have gotten a crit on. I'll, I'll I'll say this I'm as a as a compliment you you came as close to the wire as you can get without crossing over like it, it, it was like it was like one of those combats that was oh, very yeah. hairy yeah but but it never felt like oh like 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 the DM had to like pull punches in order for us to survive yeah you know you know what I mean like it felt like it was just a genuinely difficult fight that's good I was worried at some at, at several points. Um, obviously, when Frey went down and immediately failed to death save, I was like, "Shit!" Because yeah. <laughs> I did not expect. Like, I was just like, "All right, he's gonna go up and attack one more time." I was like, "No, I shouldn't have done that." God, is downed her now. <laughs> so fucked. And then Celeste like shows off her like fucking legs. Like, all right, yeah, you can make it across the battlefield. That's, yep. My plan, by the way, the, the second half of my plan. Yes. Was that I haven't been able to use it yet. Is my uh, fae elf thing that lets me teleport other people? I can I can oh. use I can I can use my misty step on someone else that is willing. I can like touch them and teleport them thirty feet. So I was oh. I didn't have I, I didn't have an escape plan for myself. I thought I kind of thought like the whole fight was going to move to the north and I'd be back in the, in the back by myself with with the the prisoner. Yeah, and I would like teleport her back behind my teammates. Okay, and then I could just hang in the back until the fight was over. That's still very dangerous, dude. This was a nasty I, was room, and you, it was there dangerous. Were enemies around, yeah. I genuinely did not know that that a that Dwerger Mindmaster was literally standing right there at the stairs. That yeah. I did not know that. I, I probably would not have done what I did <laughs> if I had. And obviously didn't know he was capable of doing that kind of oh, yeah, damage output sure. too. Yep. Still one day I will get I keep in mind, DM, I'm going to uh I'm gonna tell you about a a combo that I'm uh, that I've been thinking about. Uh oh. And an, an exploitative, exploitative an combo. Explo an exploitive combo that I'm yeah. gonna see if you I mean, we've allowed a lot of players to do some crazy shit. And I actually the other day, I I think it was just yesterday. I was Googling, uh, like, synonym words to try to figure out how to do this. 
use the use the command spell to make someone and the best best word I came up with was acquiesce <laughs> to be willing so that I can teleport them with my face step. Because if they are, it says if if a creature is willing, you can you <laughs> you can teleport them. So if I could command them to be willing, wow! Think about that. That's interesting. <laughs> That's interesting. That is kind of exploitative. At least you're using a spell, I guess. Command is a spell. I mean, I'm using two spells technically because face step is still like the. I mean, even though it's like innate, it's still like a level two spell. Oh, is it? Are you using a spell slot, or is it just like your... No, like it's like an innate thing? spell. Yeah, it's like a once okay. per us thing. Exactly. Right, so it's not like a, something you're going to abuse all the time. It's like a sure. once per long rest thing. But if I if I could get it off, it'd be very... That'd be it'd pretty be very fun. dangerous. Yeah. It'd be like, I could teleport them anywhere. <laughs> well, how, like 30 feet, isn't it for Misty Step, or is it farther? Yeah, yeah. but depending on where we are, 30, step, 30 feet could be a Well, I just deal. mentioned the fact, like, I gotta, I gotta watch out for, like, bridges and shit. Like, yes, you, you guys exactly. have so many <laughs> abilities to move people and knock people around. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah. This has become, like, a, a specialty of you people. Right. Being able to do this. Yeah, so I... Submit. I, Submit's a good one. I Submit like that is a good stand. one, like yeah. It. Yeah. Submit. It's also kind of a badass thing to say. It is, yeah. Kind of a villain thing to say. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> uh, yeah, agree. Agree would actually work too, I suppose. Yeah, I feel like I feel like acquiesce is actually the, the probably the word that Val Robin would use, though. Yeah, it's a more uh, poetic it's the most, word. It's the most it has the most syllables to it. Yeah, Brandon asked a good question, especially with Raymond here. Are you guys enjoying your characters? Are they playing out the way you originally envisioned, or are you finding them to be different than expected? Only level three, so maybe it's too early to tell, but. It is early to tell. Somebody in the chat earlier in the same in in, in here, I think it was uh, uh, Blanky said it. Um, that alchemist would probably be a lot more fun if you could know what your potion is when you create it in the, in the, yeah. at the beginning of the day. Because not knowing and then thinking you're going to get something and then just straight up nothing happens because you you know what was, what was the last one we had like full health and yeah it was a health potion. potion. I'm I'm very tempted to to modify that like Blanky was saying where you can uh yeah roll and know what you're oh what so that's you you so you roll you're still rolling randomly but you're rolling it when you make it rather than when you're drinking it when you drink it it's random right yeah. and I think the change we could make is instead when you first make it then you roll and then you know what it is from then on sure. I think that would be a a, a fine homebrew change for that because that does seem a little too random and frustrating especially what we've seen so far which you know first time with the class first time with the subclass too we've never seen anything like this so early i mean well it's definitely a change from my hit them hard rogue and fighter and all that mm -hmm. ranger you you got you've had a style up until now of like just yeah yeah as a spellcaster to, to like stand back and not do much and to be, to be fair, spellcasters often take a while to come online. Like that's kind of the whole thing. Like you, that is true. You know, you, it takes a couple levels before you start getting into those deeper uh, spells and more powerful things you can do. So I'd say ask me again at level five. <laughs> yeah. How do you guys feel? As about... far as my answer, oh yeah, I guess, sorry, sorry. I was just saying, as far as my yeah. answer, yes. And it's for, it's posing the exact same challenge that I knew it would pose at the beginning is knowing when to shut up and when not to shut up. <laughs> 
as a player. Yeah. I think it's been great. Like I think it's, it's no, a really yeah, fun character I, role play. As far as the as far as the character itself, I think he's he's working out exactly as I imagined him, yeah. Yeah. Um I was gonna ask how do you two feel about the pacing so far? Like campaign pacing or like session? Uh like I guess level wise. Uh it's good. I'm trying. It's hard for me to like even think about like how long we've been at this level. I, I don't know how long have we been at this level. Did we take we, t- we took a break at some point. There was a week off and yeah. Um, this was just conversation. So yes. Uh, so you guys have been level three for one, two, three, four, five, six. This was the seventh session of level three. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I I, I don't I don't feel like. Like I say, I'll say this: I have not yet felt that. Like, oh god, we're still this level. I have okay. not felt that so far. Yeah. In any situation, I, I, I maybe maybe it's because the situations are tailored for the levels we're at. You know, so it's I we, we're not feeling like we're like like gated out of anything. Yeah, there was a lot of good content for these early levels, but I'm also conscious about not doing what Tomb did, which was drag on that tier one for too long. Yeah. Honestly, as far as like level progression, once you hit five, you can drag them out as long as as long as you fucking want to. Because at that point, once you hit five, you're kind of online fully, and it's like. But that's what I mean. Like tomb, it took a long time to get to five. In other words, it was that tier one was a long time until you reached five. Um, I forget how many sessions exactly, but I'm trying not to make it take that long. This time around, because I know I think that was the like, only times that that I would ever feel pacing issues are w- are with individual like dungeons, like like oh god, we're still in this dungeon. I've used mm. all my shit, and this we're you know it's still going on, and I've not felt that so far. Like every yeah. every encounter, the the mountain, uh, I don't remember the one before uh, the, the the mine, mine for that. Everyone has felt pretty solid in terms of like, all right, we've run out of resources, but we're also at the also end at the of end. this. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's been kind of nice the way they none of them are particularly like huge crawls or anything, and a lot of them do involve dungeons, but they're generally not you know terribly big, which they shouldn't be at this level, I don't think. Right, because that that's that's the only that, if you're talking about like like issues with pacing, that I, mean, I feel like from a player's perspective, that's the only time that it, like that would come up is if situations were like I'm out of shit, like oh, I'm just I'm just auto attacking because I have nothing left, and yeah. you're still throwing stuff at me, you know. So and that has not come up yet. Uh, in Tomb of Annihilation, we got to level four in session eighteen. Wow! You guys will be getting level four in session thirteen here. All right, so that's faster. We're above. Yeah. The we started two, but we only took two sessions to get there for Tomb. But mm-hmm. I'm trying to be a little bit above the curve, <laughs> and that's with yeah. shorter sessions here too. I think overall, still we have yeah closer to two fifteen or two and a half hours. Uh, so yeah, what do you think about this overall dungeon? I guess and mission. I liked it. Uh, now, as you describe what you did to it, I feel like I liked your homebrew stuff more than I liked the dungeon itself. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, the cool part about this session was the fungus. You know, it was, it was like yeah. the 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 craziness of this of that particular room and the zombie, you know, fungus people and mm-hmm. all that. Yes, which I literally used a Last of Us picture to make these zombie tokens because the tokens in Roll20 were just people and it just said, like, human spore uh, servant. Yes. And I was like, that's lame. 
to the extreme. Yep. I need I fungus agree. people. Yeah. Have you, have you encountered any, uh, like, tokens that literally just have words printed on them? I have. In fact, <laughs> that Dwerger Mindmaster fucking has that, and I used another kind, fuck? a different kind of Dwerger and just re- and just pointed it to the right sheet that I needed. Yeah. Yeah, I hate that shit. I mean, not all groups are as visually oriented as we are, sure. but we are and, very and visually oriented. D&D doesn't have art for all these creatures, especially variant versions yeah. of creatures, so I get it, but... Yeah, it's annoying. And it actually ended up going a lot faster. You know, the combats took longer, but you guys didn't explore the entire northeast section, which is another three rooms. I literally montaged all that stuff. Yeah, what would have happened if we'd gone up there? I was going to make it empty because I had the two Dwerger rush you guys in the previous fight, which was the one with the ogre zombie. Okay, so there were there were two Dwerger, uh, the ones you had to sneak past when you when you went under the after the bunker, you had to roll another stealth check. There were two Dwerger there guarding that area. So if you guys, when you first made it into that big room with the Ogre Zombie, if you had gone east into those doors, you would have fought those two Dwerger. Ah. Instead, you went northwest and fought the boss and then kind of set off the alarm by hitting that uh, spike lever and then throwing the guy at the zombie and doing all that. So I had those two guys rush into the main keep, which means that area to the northeast was basically empty. So it would have just been okay. going through there. They were empty. You would have found the weapons and armor. You would have found that tunnel leading to the bunker. And then off screen, I was going to have uh, just Nildar escape with the, the last dwarf that was in the bunker. And just oh, right. put them in my proverbial DM pocket. Well, it's a good thing that you actually told us that the prisoners were to the south then. Because that, to me, that sounds like a big waste of time. <laughs> if we just like run around that northeast section and just not really found anything. Basically, yeah. And there wasn't a good organic way of doing that versus you guys asked the right questions about where do we need to go and I told you pointed you to go then. I did point the fact yeah. that those Dwerger when they came in that previous fight came from the east but you didn't still yeah. know, you know what the dungeon looks like or what other things there are so and then yeah just because of the time and I was like I, even if we had had more time left I would have said like I wouldn't have made you guys explore yeah. that northeast yeah. corner. I was like alright you finish yeah you clearly there's no more enemies you know you can find more like weapons and supplies but it's it's basically it's just like the other half of the town supplies are up there and obviously yeah. I didn't modify that part of the map like I did this one, so. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with the Spore thing. I would definitely uh, recommend uh, to folks who are running this dungeon, like, that was such a, like, a footnote of this dungeon is like, oh yeah, they've got some Spore servants here. It's like, wait, what? And I, like, looked into that and I'm like, okay, I can go with this and, like, yeah. go hard on the whole mushroom theme. And uh, maybe I went a little too hard because this fight did go a while, Um Maybe felt, pro- yeah, it's it, it, you probably brought, brought it right to the edge. I yeah. feel like you take you take any any one element away, and it's probably like a normal encounter. But Maybe. you brought it right to the edge of uh, you guys played it. One. You guys played it really well, even despite my huge like crits of damage downing you, like the the grease thing in the middle, and then luring everybody because I you know you nullified basically my entire danger room was by just making them all come to you. Right. Only by having people come out and then fall down did that bring people coming out like, oh shit, we gotta come out and like help them. But yeah, that was uh, that was the Dwerger Outpost dungeon crawl, and this was the one that was more of the ex- you know traditional exploration dungeon. Right? Yeah, um, yeah. Which even though it te- technically at the end of the day it ended up being like two, well, I, I said two rooms, but there was the outside section too that we were kind of exploring. We 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 stealth around the yeah. bunkers. So that I sort of that like a room, you know, of its own. 
That's true, it was a little less explory because you basically only made the one big choice you had to make was the beginning in which three directions you went, and you guys just decided to head to the boss, unbeknownst to you. Right. And then from there on, it was more of a directed, like, hey, we gotta go and do this fight and then do this fight, which... Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, that's, that's the way a lot of the exploration dungeons go anyway, because, like, you don't know which direction they're gonna go. They can go to the end, like, immediately. You know what yeah. I mean? All right. Um, any yeah, thoughts? Uh, any thoughts on your level four stuff? All right, level four is just the feat or the API, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm almost certainly just going to take charisma. It's it's mm. it's just it's such a boon to everything to get my charisma up uh, to twenty and get a, another plus one to spells and attacks and everything. Hard to pass up. Yeah, Ray, do you have any ideas for level four? I haven't looked at it yet. Yeah. So they're just ability scores or a feat. It's basically that's that's which I, I in general I love feats. I, I would love yeah. to take a feat, but this this particular character, I was like, nah, like charisma, twenty charisma. Everything just... you do is <laughs> yeah, charisma. yeah. It's not like yeah. you're like mixing it up between different things. Yeah, it does. It's all he does. <laughs> that's right. Cool. All right. Well, we will level up next time as we complete another yeah. mission and i think that will do it for frostside chat thank you to raymond and chris i am eric thank you to the fans for watching and we where did will i get api from see you all next week <laughs> api you got api from yeah i keep i said api too it's asi asi it is it is so where did i get api from from, I from uh roll 20 the thing i have to use the Oh, that is where I got yeah, it. Programming yeah. stuff. Yeah, I did the same fucking thing. I just said okay. you know, ASI, ability score. ASI, yes. That's why it makes right. sense so far. <laughs> like, wait, what? Random letters. <laughs> and we will see you all next week. Later.